News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Jess Kelly is here in the studio with me, shaking her head. You're a scone woman, not a scone woman. Scone? You'd only say scone if you're trying to impress someone. Like if you had, you know, the king round for tea or something like that. Why does the queen say scone? I don't know. I imagine people with notions do. Oh, and I, the I king, have I notions. should say. Sorry, not the queen. Yeah, I got it right. Uh, yogurt or yogurt? Yogurt. Vase or vase? Uh, no, if you're if you're starting with the vase thing, like... The, I'm starting with the vase thing. Or do you say vase? Yeah. You say vase, do you? Yeah. I, I, a can, shame. Can you say vase and scone? I don't think you can. I think you're. I think it's got to be... Why, who's going to give out to me? I think it's got to be scone, yogurt, vase. I think you've got to be consistent in these, no? No, life is in the is in the grey. That's where <laughs> I dance is in the grey. Okay, let us know. And I say it's it is the big issue here in News Talk Breakfast this morning. Scone or scone, yogurt or yogurt, vase or vase. Five two hundred six at a cost of thirty cent. Or you can WhatsApp us for free. Oh eight seven fourteen hundred one oh six. Jess is here not to talk about scones and scones, but to talk about a really interesting story. The introduction of driverless taxis in San Francisco. Yeah, this is something that's been bubbling away for quite a while. There's been a lot of talk over the last number of years about autonomous vehicles, how it will change our roads and a whole host of different things. Uh, But a contentious issue in California has been the green lighting of driverless taxis 24 hours a day within San Francisco. So they've had levels of autonomy, uh, autonomous vehicles on the roads for a little while. Uh, but in the last few days, two companies have been given the green light to operate the driverless taxis 24-7 around San Francisco. So now you will be able to stand on the side of the street, order your taxi via one of these apps and a car will come and collect you. There will be no driver. You can pay your trip as normal and off you go. And while on surface level, that sounds great and it will obviously increase the number of cars available for people. Obviously, it removes the need for the driver. Uh, There are downsides to it as well. Obviously, those working in the taxi and ride sharing services, as it's called in the US, are massively concerned because if a car doesn't need a driver, that's a person now who's no longer needed and in a job. But there's also uh, some elements of the autonomous vehicles that I suppose don't often get thought about. And one of the points has been raised by uh, emergency responders in San Francisco. And they're saying that if we are going to an emergency and, you know, when the sirens come on, everyone's meant to make way. Everyone moves into the left or the right as it would be in America. What does an autonomous vehicle do in that instance? It keeps ploughing on, I presume, doesn't it? It keeps ploughing on. And there have been instances where emergency responders have had to step out of the emergency response vehicle to physically move an autonomous vehicle so that they can get the ambulance wow. or the fire brigade through. And it's these small things. And like I am a huge tech fan, as you know, and I want to embrace all the different elements of technology where it's beneficial and where the upsides are more beneficial than the downsides. There are six levels of autonomy in terms of fully driverless vehicles. And we are sort of here in Ireland moving up the ranks ever so slightly. But when you get to the stage where you're wondering if emergency responders can respond to an accident or an emergency situation Mm, because this car doesn't know how to respond. It is a big Uh, problem. It shouldn't. I mean, I say this not having a clue, Mm. but it shouldn't be beyond the realms of innovation that they could put in, you know, a signal could be sent or whatever if it was an emergency vehicle that would and and the automated cars could respond accordingly. Yeah, look, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, but the issue is at the moment we are still hearing issues with driverless cars that can't identify the white line on a road 
or can't distinguish between a yield sign and a stop sign in some cases. And so relying on it to make the call that, you know, the blue light in the rear mirror is a blue light of an emergency vehicle, not a kid with a glow stick having a rave on, you know, Saturday afternoon. That is a lot of responsibility. It is. And these vehicles are too powerful and there's too much at stake, I suppose, to do trial and error even though that does seem to be the case here in San Francisco. I have to say, I was reading about this story last night and I just had a, I felt a kind of a knot in my stomach mm. at the idea of being in a taxi in San Francisco with all those hills, you know, that quite sort of steep declines yeah. and stuff in a car not driven by anyone. I felt kind of immediately kind of nervous about that prospect. Is that just a psychological thing? Because technically they are safer than driver-led cars, are they not? So there's a lot of debate at the moment. There are several um, court cases that are going on in the US in terms of the intelligence of the car, the reliance on the car, who was responsible when something happens. On that psychological point, I've been in a driverless car. Have you? A few years ago, I was at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas and uh, Lyft, which is one of the uh, taxi apps, was showcasing their driverless car. Now, I'm a control freak. I don't get into a lift unless I press the button. So me sitting in the back of a driverless taxi, I very nearly wet myself down the Las Vegas (laughs) Strip. I was not having a great time. It's it's terrifying when you see the steering wheel because in the example that or in the test car I was in, the steering wheel was still moving. Now there was somebody in the passenger seat who could override if they needed to override. But I still found it terrifying yeah, I think because be like if you're too. a passenger in a car, like I am, I don't drive at all, but I am a great backseat driver. And so if somebody doesn't indicate properly or if someone doesn't look, you know, in all the different ways, you are handing over a massive portion of control yeah. and you're putting trust in technology that we don't get to see how it works. You just have to believe that it does. And I suppose what the car makers would say as well. They're more, they're probably safer than driver. I mean, this driver error causes so many accidents. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, you know, uh, how many times has your phone failed or your computer failed? Like, these these vehicles are computers on wheels. And again, I'm not down on them. And I'm sure people will text in and quote all the stats and all the rest. And that's completely fine. But I do think it's a new form of innovation that could you know, cause a bit of harm, like a significant harm. And so we just need to be eyes wide open. I think it'll be much slower to be embraced here in Ireland because of our regulation. We still ha- are, are waiting for the green light for e-scooters and all that kind of stuff uh, in terms of the sharing of e-scooters. So it's going to be a while before we have the autonomous vehicles. Uh, but I, I just, I, I'm kind of a bit torn as a tech fan, but then as a control freak, uh, the two sides yeah, of me. I see. I see your dilemma. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, News Talk tech correspondent Jess Kelly, thanks in D-flat. Let us know what you think. Would you get in the back of a driverless uh, taxi? And, ugh, I feel slightly nervous about it, I have to admit. Uh, but let us know, 087-1400-106. You can WhatsApp us for free. Back in a moment. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.